0: Hello, and welcome to Deprogrammed on Unsafe Space. I am your host, Carrie Smith, and I'm here today with someone I've been wanting to talk to for quite a while. It's taken me a while to get this scheduled totally on me. I'm so happy she was patient. Uh, I'm here with Deplorable Knitter. I'm going to call her DK during this interview. Deplorable Knitter is a knitwear designer who also co-hosts the Politically Incorrect Knitter's YouTube channel, where she talks knitting and politics on a weekly basis with her friend, Anne. Her designs and views are so dangerous that this woman has been censored multiple times on Ravelry. She was in, from what I understand, the second wave of SJW Wars on Ravelry. She's been censored on Ravelry, Etsy and YouTube. Welcome to Unsafe Space, Deplorable Knitter. Thanks for having me. I'm um, so you have you have such a funny name. You just sort of leaned into an insult and said, Okay, <laughs> I'll take it.
1: Um When I designed my first pattern, I knew I wanted to put it on Ravelry, which is the knitting website. And I didn't have an account and I didn't have a name and I knew I was gonna be doing like Trump stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm sure that this will work for me. And and then it kind of caught on. So now I'm, I'm, for better or worse, I'm Deplorable Knitter now. (laughs)
0: You are a poor dinner. So have you always been, tell, tell people a little bit about yourself politically. Are you, you're obviously a Trump fan. Would you say that you're a conservative? How long have you been a conservative? Like what are your political views?
1: Well, I have always been like a Republican conservative, but I, you know, I was trying to pinpoint when I really got into it. And I'm not sure. I think during Obama, I really started to like notice how crap stuff was. Mm-hmm. And so then I started really getting into it. But, um, y- you know, I've, I've always, my, my home was conservative and that's, that's how I've always looked at things. But, um,
0: How know. do you view Trump in, in relation to that? I'm always curious to talk to long-time conservatives, uh, because Trump, Trump is so interesting to me. I don't really, well, nothing about our pol- political world makes sense anymore. I was having, I was having a, a dinner last night with, with a couple people who, I mean, w- until recently, would have been described as progressives, and we were talking about how the Democratic Party is now pushing for war. I mean, they've done that for a while. It just it took a it takes a while to see it sometimes, but they're pushing for war and they're criticizing conservatives now, and saying that conservatives want to defund the military, and it's just a complete flip. And they're super corporate now, and so I think everything's a little bit upside down. And and Trump makes. Trump fits into that because at least to me, when I look at him, I don't see a conservative, at least what I used to think of as a conservative. How do you, how do you think he fits into conservatism and the Republican party? And what did you like about him?
1: Well, I think that he, he fits in as he wasn't, the most appealing thing about him is that he was not a politician looking to get the job, to make money and be famous. The dude already had everything he needed. He was doing it because he really loved our country. And so I I felt, I don't think he was my first choice. Like, I don't remember there were so many people running in the beginning that I yeah. liked <laughs> others I, I liked better. But once he started to really put his platform out there, he's about America. There's nothing wrong with Americans being proud of our country, wanting to have good jobs and, and secure a secure country and and that's what he wanted and i think that there's so many people who have gotten tired of the the people who this is their job they're not doing it because they're trying to make a difference anymore it doesn't matter if they're a democrat or a republican they are doing it because they are making millions of dollars and i don't know anybody who makes what 175 thousand dollars a year and is a multi-millionaire like stuff is going on in politics that doesn't make sense and so I I think that that's his biggest appeal is that he, he, he wasn't in it for the money. He didn't do it for the fame. He already had all of that. He was doing it because he loves America. And that was the point.
0: And he definitely had that outsider vibe. And, you know, even when I, cause I was squarely in the, if, if you know about our show and if people are new and they don't know, I was squarely in the social justice world, that part of the left. And so the first time he ran in 2016, I hated him without really i was sort of programmed to hate him and um you know i believed all the stuff about him being a demagogue and the narrative that was kind of written about him but one of the first interesting clues to me that something was different was when my conservative family members who had always voted republican my uncle he told me during the primary season he said well, I really like Trump and I like Bernie. I'm probably going to vote for one of them. And I'm like, Bernie, because that's who I was voting for. And I'm like, what is that? And, and then I, the more time that passed, and after he won, and after I started trying to figure it out and figure out, wait, what have I been lied to about? What is true? Why did he win? What did people see in him? And I started to see that people, the reason my uncle, people like my uncle, could say something like that is because they just wanted someone, an outsider and Bernie had that image. And so did Trump. They both seemed like someone who came from the outside for different reasons and totally different policies, <laughs> but they just wanted someone who wasn't part of the, like the slimy machine. I think he, yeah, it took me a while to see that about him.
1: Well, yeah, well, they were so good at the propaganda that it was really, I mean, even now I get in the com uh, arguments with people on Instagram who have just been so brainwashed that they just spout the lies. They just, mm-hmm. oh, you know, Trump's a racist. He said that there were good people on both sides. And like, guys, that is so old. Like, move on. Like yeah. I know, you know that
0: quote. I know that, that quote, and I know how it's taken out of context. And it must be very frustrating to have discussions with those people because they haven't actually read or listened to the, the entirety of his speech. They don't know what he said that day at all. It's, it's right there in black and white what he said. He condemned white supremacists in that speech. That's one of the most egregious examples I can think of of uh, the media and in this case, the Democratic Party, one particular party, um, creating a lie, creating a falsehood and purposefully trying to implant that falsehood in the minds of people by repeating it over and over and, and there, there are certain things that happened and since 2016, there were things that happened that um, forced me to leave my party. I'm sort of partyless now, <laughs> uh, but I don't think I can ever go back. Seeing that, seeing during this presidential, during the the debates, Biden pushing that lie and knowing that it's a lie,
1: they, they <laughs> lie all the time. And then when you try to say no, he said this. They're like, oh no, he didn't. I have a yeah. video. It doesn't matter. Like they—they they are so good at um, selling their story that it's like my co-host Ann always says, "What are you going to believe me or your lying eyes?" Or your lying like, eyes. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. You can play the video for them. I could put those up on my Instagram, and people be like, "Oh, this isn't true." Like it's just yeah. nuts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, well, thank you for talking to me about politics. Cause that gives us a little idea of where you're coming from in in this. And so, but what I really want to get into is the social justice wars that happened on Ravelry starting there, which was a, uh, which is a big knitting and yarn website. And you can tell us a little about that. And, and it makes sense to me that you might've been one of the first people targeted because usually like social justice, it goes after liberals too. It goes after anybody who's not social justice, but it's going to start with the people that it views as most egregious. And you are a loud and proud conservative and Trump voter. So I can imagine that you were a first target. So tell me about how those, how you experienced that ideology. Well, um,
1: I think I actually have it better than a lot of people because when you come up to deplorable knitter. You know who I am. You know where I stand. And so I I get hate. Like, don't get me wrong. I've been, lots of things have been said about me and to me. And But th- I think that they, it, it's almost like they know they can't hurt me. I am standing here saying, mm-hmm. I am the horrible knitter. I am making Trump patterns. I am, you you can't hurt me. But um, so I started, my first pattern was a walkaway hat. Um, I made, I made it for the midterm elections in 2018 and I posted it to Ravelry and I actually got a lot of people, um, who really enjoyed the pattern. And I got a lot of feedback, um, not, not public feedback, but I got a lot of messages of people saying, Hey, I love your patterns. I love your designs. I hope you keep
0: going. Um, but then for anybody who's not familiar, anybody who's not in the knitting world, how would you, how would you describe to them what Ravelry is?
1: Okay, so if you are a knitter or a crocheter or into that kind of art, um, Ravelry is, like, the place to go. They started out 12 years ago or something, and they they have all the patterns. Like, they don't have all the patterns, but it's the place where designers go. And so, like, oh, I want to make a sweater, and I want to use this kind of yarn and that kind of stitch. I can go, and I can search their database and get – 50 patterns that I could use. So cool. it's, if you're, a if you're into that kind of thing, it's where you go. It's, and, it's and all the know. independent designers like yourself
0: have profiles there and you put out patterns that people can find.
1: You self-publish and then they deal with taxes and that and all kinds of, so it's, it's really convenient as a designer to be able to throw your patterns up there. And so that's the appeal. Um, they have always been left leaning. And I knew that when I, when I started designing, but, um, you know, when I started, they had patterns on there that said F Trump and like, um, a pincushion that's Trump, you know, or like a, yeah. a blue doll Trump. And so I was like, I don't see why I can't put on my pro Trump stuff. They've got all this stuff against him. right? So, um, so people didn't really like my first pattern, but they didn't hate it. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll keep going then. So then I put out like a Trump 2020 pattern and that was fine. And um, then the next one I did was build the wall. And oh uh... boy, <laughs> I apparently hate people <laughs> because I, I said that and um, it, it started some trouble. But, you know, so then I, I kept things kind of quiet. I was still designing, but I was, you know... I did one that said in God, we trust and, and, you know, different things like that choose life trying to just kind of cover the spectrum of my beliefs with my patterns. Um, and they, they tolerated me, but they didn't really, you could tell that they were, they were trying to find a way to
0: get rid of me trying to find a way
1: Mm -hmm. because I wasn't really breaking the rules. I mean, they, they, they took down the wall. And so I, I I wasn't really doing anything wrong though. Like, I read. Wait, they took that pattern down, built the wall? Yeah, it wasn't allowed to be on. You're not allowed to have
0: a political position of having a wall.
1: Well, actually, when, when I got the letter removing it, they told me the quote actually was, We do not want a pattern on here that celebrates the president's racist wall. Okay?
0: So they're taking a, a, an opinion, they're taking a position, it's not a fact, to call it a racist position, the, the building the wall, that's just simply not true. Yeah. And, but they, okay, so they're stating that like it's a fact. Okay. Yep.
1: Well, everything on their site is a fact because it's, it's what <laughs> they believe and it's their site. So therefore they can say whatever they want. Right. Um, so I, I designed and I designed. And then in June of 2019, I put up a hat that said, God is love. And I I had the gall to use rainbow colored yarn and put a pattern out in June that wasn't a pride pattern and that got removed because it was a homophobic
0: dog whistle. Wait, what? Okay, and all said is God is love? <laughs> yeah. Okay, see this is what I mean. They just will say things. That's homophobic. Okay. I guess I'll take your word for it. And, so that that wasn't-
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then um that was the when in June of 2019 is when Trump uh, said that he was going to run again. And so I knew this was coming. And I, so I had a cowl pattern and that said Trump 2020 um, keep America great. Mm-hmm. And that one, you should have seen the messages I got. I actually have a, a highlight on Instagram where I, there's just all different messages of what people are saying to me, but. Um, sure? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's racism against brown and black people. The words keep America great are racist against brown and black people. And I am racist and and I can't believe that this is allowed. And so um, that was my third strike. And so then I got removed from the site after that. Just for having Trump 2020. 2020. Keep America great. The president campaign slogan was so racist
0: that I got removed wow see this this is a fantasy world but it's happening but it's happening okay so you were banned
1: i was banned um and then like three days after i was banned is when they came out with the actual trump ban on the site where people who openly support the president are no longer welcome you can be a conservative but you can't talk about being a conservative or you'll get kicked off
0: i want to put in a clip here of this is when people may have heard about Ravelry in the mainstream. And I want to show a clip of Stephen Colbert show talking about how the Ravelry a knitting site has now banned any mention, any positive mention of Trump. You can't support Trump. And his audience applauded. Yeah. And I, I remember seeing that and thinking, this is, I bet a lot of these people that are clapping think that they're liberals. And they're not you can't be a liberal and sit there and applaud censorship like you are something else it should make you question well, what are my beliefs because i'm i'm okay with this kind of mass censorship when a company does it and i'm okay with them limiting discourse and and with like, not not that they shouldn't have a right to do that but you're to celebrate it that mean, to me tells me you're not a liberal to celebrate someone censoring tells me you're not a liberal so that blew my mind out of Maybe we can put that in right now so people can see that.
2: You know, folks, there's some big news in the world of crafting. And yes, I know I talk about crafting a lot. Uh, (laughs) A lot of people say the show really took off in 2016 when I started focusing on crafting. (laughs) Well, today's crafting dust up concerns the online knitting community Ravelry, which just, oh, we got some some Ravelheads here tonight. Ravelry just announced that they are banning support of Donald Trump and his administration, explaining. We cannot provide a space that is inclusive of all and also allows support for open white supremacy. Now, this, I gotta say, bold. That was bold. It was the right thing to do, but it was hard news for the white supremacist knitting collective, Neo Turns out. turns out hate speech and intolerance had gotten out of hand on Ravelry's forums. Before the site was invaded by Trump supporters, one Ravelry user described the community as a happy little bubble. But you knew it had to burst. I mean, for Pete's sake, y'all run around with those pointy needles all the time. Now, As you might imagine, Ravelry's new policies didn't go unchallenged. In fact, they led to a swift reaction from the knitting world. That's saying a lot. SWIFT REACTION, BECAUSE THIS IS THE SAME GROUP OF PEOPLE THAT TAKE SEVEN MONTHS TO MAKE A LUMPY BABY BONNET. <laughs> ONE Ravelry USER WAS SO UPSET BY THE BAN ON TRUMP SUPPORTERS THEY POSTED, KILL YOURSELVES. <laughs> WOW. THAT IS A BIT MORE VIOLENT THAN I WOULD HAVE EXPECTED FROM SOMEONE WHO KNITS. WELL, IT'S A COMPLICATED ISSUE, BUT YOU KNOW, I THINK, uh, YOU KNOW WHAT I THINK WOULD BE SIMPLE? YOU COULD ALL KILL YOURSELF. <laughs> NOW... WHO WANTS A LEMON SQUARE? <laughs> BUT OTHER Ravelry USERS WERE SUPPORTIVE OF THE MOVE, SAYING THAT THEY'VE NEVER BEEN PROUDER TO BE PART OF THIS COMMUNITY. AND TO THOSE NOBLE KNITTERS, I SAY, Good for you. (laughs) Don't ever let hate speech stop you from making those too long or too short scarves where you changed color halfway through because you ran out of your first yarn. Where would we be as a nation if we didn't have your handmade socks that are too big to wear with shoes but too thin to wear as slippers, so you just sort of shuffle around the house collecting dust and hair in them until Christmas is over, you can go back to regular socks. Take a stand against white supremacy with the same passion you take a stand against that cashier at Joanne Fabrics who tells you your coupon isn't good for seasonal yarn. Face the tyranny head-on with the confidence of someone who starts working on a secret Santa present in February. Because damn it, that's how long it's gonna take. Because you're not just knitting the fabric that's too scratchy to wear on a cold day and too smelly to wear on a wet one. You're knitting the fabric of America. We'll be
0: right back. Do you remember that? I don't think I ever
1: saw that. When when everything happened at Ravelry, I was getting so many messages and articles sent to me and stuff. I actually had to like stop talking to people because there were so many people coming out of the woodwork that it, I couldn't, like I couldn't respond to everybody and I couldn't keep up with all the articles. And I, you know what I mean? I had to take a step back because it
0: was insane. So wow. so you took some time off after getting banned <laughs> and the and stuff. And not much, not much. And then what happened?
1: Um, well, When my first pattern had been removed, I had opened an Etsy store. I hadn't actually used it, but I got my name so that... Because I'm not a dummy. I could see the writing on the wall. I knew that at some point in time, they were going to find a reason to not let me be there anymore. Um, So after all my patterns started getting taken off, I uploaded everything to Etsy. And I had like a thousand sales in the first couple of weeks. It was nuts. Um, But... And then I was... I One of my... Very popular designs. It's got Trump, and then across is a black bar that says "censored," and that wow. went because we all, everybody was feeling it. And um, you know, now, I is know that, that a hat or are most of these hats. I mostly make hats. That's uh, okay. that's my attention span. You know, I'm not <laughs> my co-host. She makes sweaters. She just made one with a Trump hat on it. Like it's awesome. I think she's amazing. I will never make it because I, I don't have the attention for it. I'm, I get bored. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so almost everything I make is a hat. Like that's, that's, that's my thing. Um, but you you know, yeah, I got an Etsy and and things are going fine and, you know, moving along and the election's coming up. So I'm doing my Trump stuff and, and things are just fine. And then after the election, I made a hat that said, stop the steal and it got removed from Etsy. Because I was spreading oh,
0: misinformation. misinformation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's happened with Etsy since? Are you still there as a profile? Was it just that one pattern?
1: Um, I mean, that pattern was removed. Since then, I don't actively use it. Like, I still have mm-hmm. listings up because you pay to put listings up. But I don't, I don't put new patterns up there. I don't... Um, I try not to shop with them anymore because they obviously aren't interested in my money, you know, because, um, after the stop, the seal was removed, it was picked up by Michelle Malkin and, uh, Grant Stinchfield did a thing on it. And when it was on Stinchfield show, he was showing how they, you know, mine was harmful misinformation and then they had all of these like, you know, that Putin and Trump and Putin were in collusion together, like all of these shirts and different things, but mine is the one that got removed. And he right. was saying, like, it's fine if you don't want the stuff on there, but you can't, it's, you can't have it both ways. It's like all the derogatory Trump stuff on Ravelry. That's fine. But me saying, keep America great. And, and here I am, I've, I've offended everybody and I'm a racist. It just...
0: The yeah. double standard is mind boggling. It is double standard. And once you see it, it it the, the first time if you're living in a bubble, if you're living in an echo chamber like I was, and sort of a cult like thinking where you're you're there's a lot of psychological manipulation happening today. (laughs) And, and when you're, when you're in that and you're conditioned not to see it, the first time that you see it, it's really, it can be really jarring. And then when, and then once you see it, you sort of wonder, after you come out of it, you wonder how you ever had those blinders on before. And it doesn't mean that you're, I'm going to speak here to any liberals who are listening. Maybe they don't like you because you're a Trump knitter and your name is a poor old bull knitter, but it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter if you're a true liberal It shouldn't matter. You should be able to look at, hey, they allow uh, people to put up T-shirts and things that I might agree with, conspiracy theories like Russian collusion, and put those up and sell them. But then DK here puts up a pattern expressing an opinion that the election was stolen, and, and, and it's okay to take her patterns down. And that happens continually on it's not just Etsy, of course, it's Twitter. It's in the mainstream. It's, uh, it's, it's the way that conservatives are treated. And as if, as if, because the Overton window, I think has shifted to such a degree now where we're treating just sort of normal run of the mill conservatives as if they're like super far right wing, whatever that means. But now they're, you know, the boogeyman. They keep moving the boogeyman further and further towards the center. And it's like, okay, well, the boogeyman, it's going to be the liberal one day too. It already is in some cases.
1: It is, and um, it's so the knitting community is really, it, it like you said earlier, the the knitting community is like this microcosm of what's happening in the world. And so I am mm-hmm. so deep into it; like I spend way more time on Instagram than I should. Like I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's where a lot of the knitting stuff happens. A lot of knitting nice stuff happens on Instagram, so therefore that's where I hang out. If you ever need okay. to find. It. <laughs> but, um, like like you said though the, they keep moving the goalposts so you know they hate us they know they hate us so most of them have actually blocked me by now which is kind of refreshing once yeah. in a while I have trolls who are like oh i'm gonna unfollow you i'm like but you don't actually follow me as it is you just happen to see my picture like yeah is that how this yeah. works? But, um, <laughs> they've gotten into this thing where they were going after this hugely popular designer because she released a book that was about Harry Potter and Harry Potter is no longer something you can enjoy because they don't like J.K. Rowling, the author
0: anymore. Because she, they call her a. She's a- yes. Yes. Okay. So. So yeah. Tell me about this. Cause I saw this was the most recent, there's always like these SJW knitting war skirmishes happening on yes. Instagram. And I saw this was the most recent one. So yeah. Tell me, so what, what's her name? The one that released the book? her
1: name is Tanis gray. And she, okay. I think it's Tannis gray. Um, she is a very prolific knit designer. She, um, is liberal. You know, she like posts all her pride stuff and her black square and you know, all the things that you're supposed to do when you're liberal. Um, but this book that she released, it, it it's Harry Potter, so that makes it bad. But then it was released during Pride Month. And since J.K. Rowling is a term, <laughs> it's super,
0: super bad. Oh, it's so offensive. It's, it's almost as bad as putting out a pattern that says God is love in rainbows. <laughs> from- <laughs> you know,
1: when I tell people about this stuff, like people who are normal in the real world, they're like, is this really real? (laughs) Like, unfortunately, this is really true. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. But so (laughs) after she, after the announcement about the book and stuff, you know, everybody's coming after her and saying she shouldn't have done it and all of these things. And she came out and she said, you know, I'm sorry. It was poor timing on the book, but I'm working with Warner brothers. I have a contract with them and I can't, I'm not in charge of any of that. And they were like, well, you shouldn't have done the book. Cause she did the first book there. There was a number one knitting book. And now this is number two. And she's like, but I was in a contract with Warner brothers. Like you don't just break a contract with Warner brothers because all of a sudden the knitting community has decided they don't like something. Yeah. But this is what this woman does. I wish that I had 13 books and 600 patterns published like she does, yeah. you know, and that would be amazing. And I, I would be thrilled, but I don't. And most knitters don't get to that position and you don't get there by breaking your contracts, whether or not you still love JK Rowling or not. It's, it, it doesn't matter. You're going to fulfill your obligation, but then everybody was on because,
0: Oh, that was such a non-apology. Like, oh, yeah. They, okay. So they always make, did they demand the apologies? Yes. and then if you make the apology, it's never accepted. It doesn't matter what you say in the apology; it's never accepted.
1: No, no, if it's never the right apology, you didn't do it right. You should have said something else, or more, or different, or it's nonsense. Yeah, which yeah. is why I just like to—I don't know—I I like to feed the trolls. I like to just see what they're gonna say because I—I mean, if they're gonna come around, I might as well see what happens. It's yeah.
0: So, so they are, the knitting world is basically mobbing this woman and piling on her for being a successful knitter who has put out some Harry Potter books. And, and because they've now decided guilt by association, we, we proclaim, they proclaim uh, JK Rowling to be transphobe and a turf And so therefore, if you do anything related to Harry Potter, you must be transphobic, even if it's one of their own they will go after you. Do you, do you see a lot of this? One of the things I've noticed is that um, a lot of times when they mob people, they're going after people who are successful. And I think a lot of it is driven by resentment. It's like this person has this Absolutely. platform, audience, money, fame, whatever it is. And yeah. I was, I'm jealous. Do you see that? Absolutely.
1: They, there are so many things that they come out and they want people to apologize for and, and it's just, it, it's always the bigger designers. I mean, they have targeted some of the conservatives, but um, most of the people that they've targeted on the conservative side don't have the same following. But, you know, they come after the the progressive or the liberal ones. And, and those who, who are, are successful. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, one of them had a, a sweater that had an, an Indian name and they were like, you can't use that. That's appropriation. And I, you guys need a hobby. Like, yeah. If you have too much time on your hands, you should go knit like knitting.
0: Yeah. I, I, know I saw they did that with um obviously one of the big during the knitting the the when we went Unsafe Space when we first came into the knitting wars and started covering it, it's because we saw the series of Colette pieces by Katherine Jepson Moore. And she was talking about the mobbing of Karen Templer, who's one of theirs. And then they went after Maria Tuscan of Tuscan Knits, and then one of the most egregious was Sockmatician, who, who at the time, you know, I think would have described himself maybe as social justice. He had coined the diversity hashtag. He's an openly gay man, HIV positive. um, Diversity being all about diversity and knitting, and they came down so hard on him. And, and at the end of the day, I think a lot of that is about, I mean, they came down on him because he tripped the invisible tripwires of in wokeness where you're not supposed they accused him of tone policing and using his white privilege to, uh, to tone police and to say that we should, we should, he wrote a poem about kindness for anybody who doesn't know this story. This is what got him mobbed and, And they got some of his events canceled. They showed up at his events. Uh, He ended up in the hospital on suicide watch because of all the harassment from, from again, from what you would say is his own side at the time. And that I thought was one of the most egregious in it. If you look at that, yeah, he tripped these invisible woke wires, but what he really did was he was successful. He had a successful business.
1: Yeah. And um, I actually talked to him a little bit after that. I, I didn't spend a lot of time. I know he, cause I, I was unintended when I had, when I was kicked off of Ravelry and I knew he was probably in the same position, but I just told him like, you know, there's a whole community here that is happy to have you if you want to join us. And if you ever need people, we're here. And I think that's the biggest difference, you know, they're trying to cancel all these people. And like when Maria Tuscan was canceled, people in my conservative knitting groups were buying her yarn so fast that it took me like months to get a skein of her yarn. And wow. we, but that's what we do instead of, Oh, we see that you're getting bullied. We're going to call, um, we're going to, we're going to comment. We're going to help you. We're going to buy your pattern or, you know, whatever okay. you know going
0: on. See, this is, this is what, again, I think this is the function of the Overton window shifting, the the, the, the range of acceptable speech and what's considered acceptable opinion has been moving further and further towards the radical left like the social justice left for a long time now and one of the things i've noticed is that when i first started getting out of my social justice bubble and trying to meet conservatives i was like i need to meet i need to i mean i had really whittled my world down where i didn't know very many conservative people other than my family members back home and i uh, in, in Austin went to a meetup and was trying to meet conservatives to invite to these dinners. I started called philly dinners. And the first few conservatives who, who start coming, I was, re- I started realizing they're so much more liberal than people on the left. <laughs> 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 like in true definition of what that word means, mm-hmm. like that's what you just described DK is. This liberal attitude of, I may not agree with you on policy decisions or on some issues of, of religion or morality or culture or what have you. I may not agree with you spiritually or politically, but I think that you you should be allowed to have your views and to run your business, and I'm not going to try to get you canceled. And I think a lot of people who've isolated themselves among the woke, like I had, when they first experience that from a person on the right, like a conservative, it's, it's a tearjerker, first of all, but it's also like, wait a minute. This is, you guys are wet. You guys are beating us at liberalism.
1: (laughs) That's good to know. I, one of the things that I do on my podcast is we try to find um, designers who are maybe struggling. I mean, COVID made everything hard um, or, or have been targeted by the mob and stuff, because we want them to do well. And we want, we want to support people who maybe they don't agree with everything we say, but they are standing up for what they believe in. And so there's, um, yeah, there's just such a thing of, on the one side, they're mobbing anybody who's doing better than them or, or they don't like, or says the wrong thing. And on our side, we're like, Hey, come on over. We want to like, Oh, we love yarn. Oh, you're going to be nice to me. Okay. Let me see your yarn. Like it's, it's not hard. It's, it's, yeah. we just want to, we want to support the, the, Oh, we just want to support people who are doing what they love. We want to be there for them and tell other people about them and tell them about what's going on with them. Because a lot of the people that watch our show have actually like stopped watching the news and they try not to get too into this because I mean, seriously, like I said, I'm on Instagram all day. I could, I could be in this all the time if I wanted to. So we try Mm -hmm. to like give them a screenshot of it so that they can move about their happy days. It doesn't have to be as political as they're always trying to make it. I don't know.
0: So, well, speaking of your show, so tell me about, uh, tell me about P- Politically Incorrect Knitters. When did you guys start your channel and how, how can people find you? But, but what do you guys, what is, what is the show about?
1: Our show is about knitting. And <laughs> <laughs> um, there you go. <laughs> we, we're on YouTube. Um, we're mostly on YouTube. We actually got shut down because I, I titled one episode masks, masks, masks. And apparently that was bad. <laughs> What? That one got removed. Wow. Harmful misinformation. I, I'm, a, I'm the queen of harmful misinformation. It's terrible. That's,
0: I mean, I'm not surprised because YouTube has been very censorious as well. And they've also on our channel have, have banned us, given us strikes for ridiculous things, but you never know what they're going to, because we've, we've had some things that I thought for sure were going to get flagged and didn't. And then other things I'm like, they really, they took, they gave us a strike for that so okay so you guys do politics and knitting it's a weekly show and do you guys knit know. during the show no no we're too busy
1: talking and i i, <laughs> I talk with my hands a lot i can't knit and talk um, <laughs> you, you have I, a hat
0: that's all over the place
1: <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's, it's involved in stuff so i know on some knitting shows they do but we get too into what we're talking about to like actually knit while we're doing it um no, so I do it with my friend, Ann Pinker, she designs, um, she designs patterns also. Her popular pattern was the Betsy hat and she released it around the time that the whole Colin Kaepernick wouldn't wear the Nikes with the Betsy Ross flag on it. So, oh, yeah. so she, um, but she does things like that. Hers is, a she, she does more international stuff. Like she has an Israel hat and, a. uh some brexit stuff and but so she's a political knitter just not the same as me um but she and i hooked up started talking and we were like we should podcast neither of us had done it we were like this is gonna be fun we have no idea what we're doing but it's fine um so we started it last june we've been doing it for over a year now which is kind of crazy awesome but we're on youtube and we're also on rumble so cool. we we try to we put up all our episodes on Rumble because you never know what YouTube's
0: gonna decide. So oh, yeah. Yeah, you should fully we operate with the with the expectation that that window is gonna catch up with us and we will be banned one day. And I think you're right to to assume that especially given your history. <laughs> um,
1: they're gonna be like, wait, you've been kicked off of a lot of things. Why are you still
0: here? Why are we letting you do this? Right. But, um, cool. So if people want to find out more about you, where can they find you?
1: Well, the best place to find me is Instagram. If you want to just know about what I'm doing and how I'm angering liberals today. Um, Because I put up like memes that are truthful and you should see they just lose their minds. Um, But if you want to buy my stuff, I have um, I actually have a couple new designs that I'm working on. I have one for you. It says unsafe space, but I didn't get it done enough to show it. Oh my it. gosh. <laughs> but, um, cool. It's, it's your little logo that's in the corner there. Um, on. Um, but yeah, this is my Trump one hat that's almost
0: done. I'm this sure that's very popular with the Wokies.
1: It's made people just absolutely nuts. Um, and, and I did this one, the lions not lambs. Oh, I love that. Um, but all of my stuff, my, you can either get my patterns or I do sell finished products too for my friends that don't knit because I do realize that people don't knit. Yeah. Um, and I'm on Galilee Life, which is a really excellent um, platform. They're faith-based. You don't have to be a Christian to use them or shop on them or whatever, but they um, give out devotionals and they pray for everybody that sells on their site and they pray for everybody who buys from them. And they just, I was concerned coming on after I had been censored from so many places. And I talked to the owner and she said, no, as long as you're not vulgar, as long as it's not anti-biblical anything, you're welcome. That's for come on with, you know, um, that you love Biden stuff. They don't care just as long as it's not going to, it, it it has to be edifying to people,
0: so they're they're saying these people, yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and they're really, they're really really nice. And I had some trouble, and I was on the phone with the owner at like eight thirty at night, and she was helping me with something I needed help with, and just it, it's um it's a lot different than the other platforms I've used to sell, but um cool. yeah, so I sell. I'm gonna have my T-shirts on there, my deplorable knitter T-shirts, and, and uh, you can get hats and, and patterns if you do knit. So
0: awesome! awesome. Yeah. Well, DK, thank you very much for being on Unsafe Space. We'll have to uh, we'll have to let everyone know when the Unsafe Space pattern is up, and maybe have you back on like for a Friday. We've been doing these casual Fridays things, which are kind of fun, where we just have people on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciate you being on the show and everybody should find her on Instagram. If you want to see people's heads exploding. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for having me.
2: Thanks for watching. See you there.
3: Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the Cathedral. Pay no attention to it. The following co-conspirators will report to the Enrichment Center immediately to receive a surprise. I am disappointed that you are still watching. I have made a note of this failure in your record. Experts agree that critical race theory is not a deadly neurotoxin. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job.